0: You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome in to a Twitter Tuesday episode here on Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. And today's episode isn't just Twitter Tuesday. We're also going to be joined by Amy Just of NOLA News. Time's picking you a New Orleans advocate to catch up on some of the news from over the weekend. Zach Streef headed to the coaching staff. Why the Saints were unlikely to use a franchise tag as that window opens and more. Then we're going to discuss the offseason as well. How things have shaped up so far for the Saints with an active quarterback market and changes to the salary cap. The most important non-quarterback move of the offseason for the Saints. and why this offseason is set to be pretty wild across the entire NFL. And then finally, we'll get to our Twitter Tuesday. Your questions from Twitter, trading for Russell Wilson, trading up in round one for a quarterback, wildcard free agent signings, and more of your questions all here on today's episode of Locked on Saints. Once again, I am Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at KanauchiChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host of the National Locked on NFL Podcast. We got all that. And a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, it is time to welcome back to the show. Always a favorite guest of mine here on Locked On Saints. She's got you covered on all things black and gold with Nola News, Times Picayune, New Orleans Advocate, and also working doing some important work with the Association of Women in Sports Media, an important organization that's supporting the advancement of women in sports media. Amy Just is back here with us, here to talk about the Saints offseason. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, waiting for things to get rolling here. Oh, yeah. It comes to Drew. <laughs> so.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And we know that that's going to sort of be the first domino to fall, but we're going to talk about a bunch of different things here because we have some news from the weekend as well as looking ahead to the offseason. So as always, just to say it again, I appreciate you so much for taking the time and for joining us here on today's Locked on Saints. To kick us off, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the franchise tag? That window opens soon on Tuesday. Uh, it doesn't seem likely, but does the franchise tag seem like an option at all for the Saints this season?
0: Not really. They haven't used it in quite a while. Yeah. Um and and it didn't
1: people, go great when they used it. Last yeah, time. <laughs> that, went,
0: that went well for everyone involved. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't think so. I think the numbers are a little too high. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll see a lot of them around the entire league. Really? Yeah. Just because of salary cap constraints and uh, the minimum numbers for Various positions. I just don't think you're going to see a a whole lot of them. You really haven't seen a ton of them in the past several years across the league. But yeah, I don't. I don't think the Saints put the tag on anybody. Um, It just doesn't make sense. Um, Now that I say that, watch them do that. Yeah. No. Of
1: course. Of course. Prove
0: me wrong. (laughs) But but yeah. So but no, I don't. I don't think that's something that the Saints will be doing.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense in the situation that the NFL is in with the dropping salary cap and such, which we still have more to learn about that. Um, we did also learn some other things this weekend, though. Uh, some Saints coaching news announced Zach Streif leaving the broadcast booth and returning to the sidelines as the Saints assistant O-line coach. What does what can you tell us a little bit about the decision for Streif and also the Saints hire there?
0: Yeah, so it was a tough decision for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he went on WWL on Friday. Uh, to talk about that um, and said that five weeks ago, like he would have never made that decision. But after after having some conversations with Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis mm-hmm. and his family and all of the important people involved in that decision, um, he felt that, you know, it was time. Um, he really enjoyed being close to the team in being the voice of the Saints. Mm-hmm. But as time progressed the the three years since his retirement he just he felt like there was something missing Mm -hmm. and his favorite part of being a player was helping guys learn and be better and he'll be able to do that full time Uh, I think it's a good move you know Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a whole lot of like actual coaching experience but the the coaching experience, air quotes, that he had while being a player for 12 years—that's invaluable. Mm-hmm. And I—it's an experiment, yeah. but I think it's going to work.
1: Yeah, we don't see many former Saints players on their coaching staff. I mean, Aaron Glenn, who you know, before he left for Detroit, he spent one year with the Saints. But this is a little bit of a uh, a, a, a specific or a unique scenario. And of course, Zach Shreve has spent some time over the last couple of seasons, despite being gone, working with players during training camp and showing up and things like that. So this is a really unique situation for the Saints.
0: Yeah. And I I think it's smart. I think it's a smart decision. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what you're getting with him as a person. You Mm -hmm. don't have to do a whole lot of background check because you are the people that would inquire. Like, Mm -hmm. like, like when people ask about him, like they go to the saints. So right. they, they know what they're getting with him. And I think, I think, I think it could work. Yeah, um, And he already knows all of those guys. They already have all of those relationships. So you don't have to rebuild all of those um, with a new job. And he doesn't have to move, which is great. Right, like, <laughs> It's we'll see. But I'm excited for him. I think it's a really good opportunity.
1: That's awesome. Sounds like a lot of good things there, both logistically and in terms of the game. And speaking of logistics, we know that the cap is a long road, Uh, but it does seem that the Saints have plenty of options here. So shifting a little bit more toward the offseason, and I always like people to hear it from more than just me. Obviously, there are going to be some tough decisions to be made, but should Saints fans at all be nervous about the salary cap situation that the Saints are in right now?
0: No, um, <laughs> it, it was always going to be messy, like, right. even before COVID, like after this season, it was going to be messy. COVID just made it worse, mm-hmm. but it's going to be fine. You know, they're going to have to get rid of a few people mm-hmm. that they normally probably wouldn't have to, like they wouldn't part ways with, um, as they've already parted ways with Nick Easton, who is a very important member of the Saints for the last two years. I don't remember if it was on this podcast or another one where I called him uh, like the most valuable free agent signing over the past couple of years mm-hmm. um, because it's true. It's not an opinion. It's a fact, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a tough decision, but again, it makes sense with them, you know, extending Pete and them drafting Cesar Ruiz Mm -hmm. and bringing in some other people that can do that job as well. Um, And I think we'll see a few more of those hard decisions, Um, but maybe not as many as you'd expect, especially Mm -hmm. because the cap is, I think the the floor of the cap is now $5 million higher than it was previously agreed upon. So it went from 175 to 180, Mm -hmm. which every penny matters. For the saints, every penny matters. And so that's going to help them out a lot, especially in terms of re-signing Jameis Winston. That's going to help. They might be able to give him a little bit more money than they would have before the the bottom uh, came up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, I think it's going to be fine. I think just about everybody's going to have a restructured deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to save as much money as possible. But also the Saints bringing Breeze down to the vet minimum helped so much. Yeah. So, so much. That saved up a ton of space. And that was the most important move for them to make uh, before they got the ball rolling on uh, free agency decisions and cap casualties and what have you.
1: More with Amy just here in just a moment talking about the offseason for the New Orleans Saints and the most important non-quarterback offseason move that lies ahead for them. But before we get to that, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. One of my favorite bets you can go and check out right now is over in the NFC West. You can bet on the futures. Whoever's going to win that, everybody is double odds right now, no matter which one you pick, because they're all basically even. So go and check that out as well as much, much more. And if you're not interested in betting on futures in the NFL, you can also take a look at NBA, college basketball, NHL, and of course, MLB right around the corner as well. And much, much more, just about anything that you can imagine, betonline.ag has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to set your bets. And it's free to sign up. Once again, betonline.ag.com. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And use the promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with that promo code LOCKED ON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, it is Locked On Saints with Ross Jackson. Appreciate y'all as always for being here. Uh, don't stop here, though. Make sure you also go check out something very special that we have going on over here with the Locked On Podcast Network. It is February after all, Black History Month. And right now, we're honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On and Tar Heels and myself, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, we hold a discussion about holding space and the balance of discussing blackness in sports media. Subscribe to Locked On Presents, the podcast feed on radio.com or wherever you get your podcast. So we we wrapped up there, talk a little bit about Drew Brees, and obviously we know that Drew Brees' announcement is sort of the first domino to fall. If he does decide to retire, how has the offseason shaken out so far for the Saints to re-sign another name that you mentioned, Jameis Winston?
0: Yeah, so far, I mean, things have just been in a holding pattern other than mm-hmm. him restructuring his deal to, you know, be helpful for the Saints. Right. I I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are in denial. That's what I was tweeting back and forth with some people before we, we hopped on to record. <laughs> um, and it just feels like it's time for – to say goodbye i know i know that's hard change is hard he's been here for 15 years like i get it like it's hard to imagine a franchise without him Mm -hmm. um there are you know people who are just about to get their driver's licenses that don't know a saint's franchise without him right so i mean that's that's crazy to think
1: isn't that wild? <laughs> Isn't that wild?
0: There are 15-year-olds who <laughs> genuinely don't know anything else other than the right. Saints and countries. Um So, yeah, it's going to take some time to get used to that. Um, and the off chance that I'm wrong, like, okay, I'll eat crow, but, like, it just feels like it's time.
1: Yeah.
0: And be- and I think that Jameis is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's the long-term sure situation here i i this is kind of a crude analogy but um it's like after you get out of a long relationship and you like rebound boyfriend like sometimes they turn into something great yeah and then other times it's just good for good for a short while or it's terrible right um, but that's kind of what this feels like, yeah. um, regardless of who it is, right? That's not me knocking Jameis. That's no, no, just no. What it feels like
1: that's the situation right
0: now. Yeah, like, that's the situation. You're getting out of a long-term relationship and you uh, rebound time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, sometimes it works out great. Sometimes it doesn't last very long, but it's awesome. And then other times it's just a mess.
1: Yeah,
0: and we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> what it turns out to be yeah
1: but. i i will be i will be hoping for a, a bit of a change in rhythm over my lifetime that this one won't be a mess as most of those situations have turned out to be uh for me but you know maybe that's a little bit too personal anyway uh after Jameis winston the saints of course have some other very important uh big priority moves to make over the off season. who would you say sort of or what would you say is sort of the next big priority off season move to make after Jameis winston
0: yeah I think that bringing back Marcus Williams is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a key piece um, to this team. Um, and yes, I said him first and not Trey Hendrickson, not because I don't think Trey Hendrickson is valuable, but because I think they might get priced out on trey. Sure. Um, that is a that is a reasonable possibility. It's also a reasonable possibility that they might get priced out on Marcus. I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I, this free agency is going to be wild. And that's Mm -hmm. not just specific to the saints. Like that's specific to the league. Like there's gonna be a lot of moving pieces that maybe we didn't necessarily anticipate. There are a lot of people that are unhappy and they're like, want trades like around the league. Like this could be very eventful, Um, not necessarily just here. Um, So that'll be fun to watch. But I think because of all of the moving pieces kind of going to be hard to predict what happens. Um, not again, not necessarily just here, but everywhere. Right. And the, the, the sticky situation with the salary cap, um, again, not as serious as a lot of people think um, the saints are going to make it work. They make everything work. Numbers aren't real.
1: Um, <laughs> There's always next year. You can always just push yeah. things forward. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a tomorrow it, never comes situation.
0: Yeah. You know, they they have to pay the piper at some point and they're dealing they're gonna deal with that now, but like it's gonna be fine. Yeah. They're still trying to be competitive Mm -hmm. and they're not looking at this as like a rebuild. They're looking at it as like a transition that they still want to do great.
1: Yeah. And and on that very topic, are there some of the maybe undervalued maybe guys that aren't getting a lot of attention we know we're talking about marcus williams sheldon rankin stray hendrickson these bigger names but are there some of the the other guys that do help the saints remain competitive that you could see the saints really focusing in on
0: justin hardy
1: yeah special teams here special we are again
0: <laughs> i love special teams
1: same same it's locked on special teams we did this last time too
0: so. I know, I know. always the thing, always the thing. Um, Michael Burton too, you know, yeah. he's not super expensive. The Saints are one of a few teams that use their fullback. He's mm-hmm. um, really important uh, on special teams too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a no brainer yeah. to bring him back. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I feel like Zach Wood, their long snapper was the first a free agent re-signing of last year.
1: I think that's right. There was because there was talk about whether or not he was going to be tendered, and instead they just signed him to a whole new deal.
0: Yeah. So, like, so it may be an unheralded guy who mm-hmm. gets re-signed first because they're not a huge cap hit, right? You know. And I feel that could be, you know, a thing again. Yeah. You know, because those deals aren't complicated,
1: right? Yeah, they're easier to work
0: out. Um, so I feel like that um could come up again um mm-hmm. with uh, either a guy like Hardy or mm-hmm. uh Burton or is J- There's so many. Yeah, JT
1: Gray, yeah. James Hurst too. After they moved on from Nick Easton, like he could be one of those guys. Like maybe I it's think not he's the
0: important too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe it's not a huge name that they re sign first, but it's some of these other guys. Yeah, or these other the domino, very important guys,
0: and it's the domino effect from there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because um, once you get the ball rolling on somebody, then everything right. starts to like like get lined up. Yeah. Um. And last year it was Zach Wood. Yeah. Filed that one. <laughs> Why did I remember that? I don't know.
1: But. It's all good. He he got his contract. That was the thing that was important. And you're right. I mean, it. You know, sometimes it is the team. The team building focus doesn't necessarily go the same way as the public focus. I think we see that all the time in free agency as well as in the draft. And so it it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Amy, you're really cool. And I appreciate you taking the time to come through and join us here again uh, for another episode of Locked on Saints. Y'all, you can follow Amy on Twitter at Amy underscore just and check out all the work over at Nola News, Times a New Orleans advocate. And please, please, please go and follow uh, at AWSM underscore Sports Media as well and show some support. Uh, Amy, we appreciate you coming through.
0: Thank you. I spell my name a little weird though. Amy, A M I E, like the like the song from the 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 old days, uh, <laughs> your Prairie League song, um, or the French word for girlfriend. Either.
1: Nice. There you go. There you go. At Amy underscore just, A-M-I-E. Amy, thank you so much. Thank you. A huge thank you to Amy for joining us here on today's episode of Locked on Saints. But we are not done yet. Got your questions for our Twitter Tuesday segment coming up. Is there a quarterback worth trading up for in round one? We'll talk about that and much more here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints. Your team every day. And as we roll along with our episode here, want to let you know today's episode also brought to you by our good friends over at rockauto.com. Anything that you need for your car, truck, van, SUV, whatever it is, Winnebago probably, whatever it is that you need, they've got you covered over at rockauto.com. You just head over to the website, put in your make, model, year, let them know what part you're looking for. And you're not just going to get Apart. You're not just going to get one hit. You're going to get several different options, all of which at the fraction of the price that you're going to get in any of the brick and mortar stores down the road. See, those stores have a different price for the everyday people that are looking to repair their cars or are working on cars at home and they're wholesale buyers. Not the case at all at rockauto.com. One price, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, they have you covered. So go and check them out. Once again, it's rockauto.com. Com. And don't forget to let them know that Locked On, since you are writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us box, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts for your car that you'll ever need, rockauto.com. Get it who nation wrapping up today's episode here on Locked On Saints with our Twitter Tuesday segment. And after we're done here, don't forget to go and check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL Scout Matt Williamson. Get your picks, previews, and much more every single weekday over at their show, Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, the podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into our Twitter Tuesday segment here. I was kind of worried. I wasn't entirely sure I was going to be able to get you an episode today because we've had rolling outages and things like that with internet. But nevertheless, here we are. So we're going to get into it. At Twitman, Nola, New Saints era, our good friend, always a friend of the show here. Two questions coming in. One, chances of the Saints landing Russell Wilson, question mark. So here's what I'll say. If the asking price for Russell Wilson is three first-round picks, I'm into it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm 100% into it. Knowing how well the Saints have drafted in the second and third rounds in day two of the draft, even you can go into day three a little bit, the fourth round or so. They're not great. Six, seven. That's okay. But the way that they've been able to get a guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a perennial starter, Adam Troutman in the third round, and Eric McCoy in the second round, uh, uh, Alex Anzaloni and of course Alvin Kamara in the third round, right? Trey Hendrickson in the third, like they've done so well in the second and third round, building the team with those selections and going so many seasons without a first round pick that if they traded away two more first round picks after this year to get Russell Wilson as the quarterback, I would not be upset with that at all if I'm just being 100% honest. Now, do I believe that they're going to do it? No, absolutely not. And the only reason why I say that is because the track record doesn't show that that is the type of move that the New Orleans Saints make. They don't usually go for the big blockbuster, you know, uh, game-breaking types of trades. It's not usually their thing. They trade for Eli Apple. They trade for Teddy Bridgewater. They trade for Kiko Alonso. Like, those are the trades that the New Orleans Saints make, right? Not trading for a starting franchise quarterback. However, they've never been in the positions where they didn't have a starting franchise quarterback before. So if something were to happen and Jameis Winston signs in, let's say, Chicago, maybe they get desperate and maybe they're willing to part ways with a little bit of their future, right? The near future to uh, bring Russell Wilson in, and to be completely honest with you, I wouldn't entirely hate it. I'd hate it a little bit because then two years later, when you have all these other guys whose contracts are expiring, you need to figure out if you're going to re-sign Russell Wilson and now you have no draft picks, those types of things, or when you finally get first-round draft picks back, it it does create a little bit of a convoluted situation in a couple seasons, but as of right now, but as a run-now move, go for it. Go ahead. Uh, But Twitman Nola also mentioned, though, if they are extremely low, those chances, which I do think that they are, which quarterback is worth trading up for in the NFL draft? Now, this was a really interesting thing because I saw earlier today on one of the NFL Network shows that someone was talking about how Mac Jones's floor as the fifth quarterback off of the board when it comes to the NFL draft is actually at pick number 8 in the top 10 with the Carolina Panthers. Cuz remember, Matt Rule did work with Mac Jones. They're clearly in the quarterback market here the Carolina Panthers are. So, Mac Jones at number 8 was considered the floor for him. Assuming that the Carolina Panthers don't trade for another quarterback or land a quarterback in some other fashion, so if that's the case, in my opinion, then there are no quarterbacks we're trading up for in the first round. If somebody were to fall out of the top ten, and maybe if you decide that Mac Jones is the guy because you don't really want to change too much of your offense, you want to stick a little bit with what you saw with Drew Brees and, and even a younger Drew Brees to an extent, then maybe I could see them trading up if Mac Jones were to be there in the twenties, maybe even late teens. But outside of that, I don't really see any reason to trade up for a quarterback, because if you want a strong arm, mobile guy, then maybe Mac Jones isn't who you're looking for anyway, and you can wait until the second or third round to do that, right? So he would have to be the absolute right person, and the Saints would have to be absolutely in love with him, which so far we've not heard anything like that. Usually we hear things like that by now. Now, of course, this draft cycle is very different with COVID and all these other things, but as of right now, I don't think that there are any quarterbacks that are worth necessarily trading up for in terms of how far you might have to trade in order to grab one, even Mac Jones. And if Mac Jones is going to be there until the 20s, he's probably going to be there at 28 anyway. Next up, we've got at Wendizzle underscore underscore. Thank you very much for coming through. A wild card free agent signing, one on offense, one on defense. Let's start on defense. A wild card free agent signing that I think for the New Orleans Saints is actually uh, an edge rusher, but not maybe the one that you're thinking about. Uh, Dennis Gardek of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Dennis played 94 snaps last season. 94 snaps last season. I'm sitting here talking about him potentially being signed by the New Orleans Saints. But you know what he did with those 94 snaps? He had seven sacks, 16 combined tackles, seven for a loss. And ten hits on the quarterback. So let's just say Dennis wasn't uh, wasn't a slouch by any means. Defi- despite only play playing ninety four snaps in two thousand and twenty over the course of fourteen games, he was uh, very efficient. Let's say he is undersized though six foot two hundred thirty two pounds. Is he going to be able to consistently generate that kind of pressure? I don't know. But if the Saints were to lose out on Trey Hendrickson and they want to sign a one year really really cheap contract, probably a minimum contract for that matter, maybe Dennis Gardeck would be the guy. He is a wild card signing for me. Now, over on the offensive side, let's go a skill position player on the offensive side. Y'all know I like some offensive linemen and things, but let's talk a little bit about maybe somebody that could potentially soar under the radar. Rashard Higgins, Hollywood Higgins, formerly of The Cleveland Browns. He signed a pretty cheap deal last year, one year, $910,000, very much a minimum contract as a prove-it opportunity. Went out, had a pretty good season in terms of what he ended up turning in, uh, OBJ being out for the majority of that year. But his market value, according to SpotRack, is only around $6.1 million on the year. So if that's the case and the Saints wanted to bring somebody in who had a pretty decent catch rate, average 16.2 yards per reception, a total of 599 yards, had three touchdowns, had a couple of fumbles, something to definitely be worried about there. But when it comes down to what he's going to be able to bring you as a maybe a complimentary number two, if you end up having to move on from Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders does the unexpected and retires, whatever it might be, or you just want to get that next guy in the building. Rashard Higgins, who already has a few years of NFL experience and standing at six foot one, one ninety eight, is the build that the Saints like. Could potentially be a wild card target for the New Orleans Saints in free agency. And then finally, we'll wrap up with Mike at M Parker three underscore. Which position do you think the Saints are most likely going to take at twenty two? And which prospects do you like most there? So it's hard to tell what position the Saints are going to target, because usually they don't target positions in the NFL. They'll target players based upon who is, you know, the best player available, things like that. They're going to want to fill all of the needs in free agency. So hard to be able to take a look and see where they're likely to go in terms of position at 28 until we know what free agency looks like. But I think that some of the places to definitely watch are safety, uh, offensive line, particularly at the tackle positions. They could potentially be interested in going young there so that they have a backup plan in case they're not able to extend Ryan Ramchek, in case Teron Armstead ends up going away after next season. Not a bad choice to go tackle in the first round. If there's somebody there, you could see them go quarterback, depending upon who's still on the board. You could see them also go linebacker, I would, even, I would even entertain the idea of them potentially going edge rusher, depending upon what happens in free agency, to allow them to be able to bolster their pass rush if they lose out on Trey Hendrickson, and they're not completely sold on what that defensive line is going to be able to generate year over year moving forward. So I could see them going edge rusher as well. The fact of the matter is that the Saints are going to go with whoever's best on the board, and that's the exact situation that you want them to be in. All right y'all, Twitter Tuesday in the bag here on Locked on Saints. I appreciate y'all as always for coming through. Make sure you come back tomorrow. It is Wednesday, which means that we are getting in to our position reviews. I will continue our year in review moving on to the wide receiver position. Now we did running backs last week, quarterbacks the week before that. So now we get to uh, one of the more fun positions. What did the rest of the players around Michael Thomas look like in 2020? And what's the outlook moving ahead to 2021, especially for young guys who showed some promise like Marquez Callaway? We'll talk about that and much more tomorrow. Make sure y'all keep it locked here all throughout the week, every Monday through Friday as we have you covered on Locked on Saints. I appreciate y'all as always for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and trust to that nation. I'll holla at you.